right, welcome to your monthly special bonus edition of Strong Words with Ian Strong. I'm your host, Ian Strong, and I'd like to thank you for joining me for my 30th volume of Shot Glass Diaries that I'm doing on the show today. Shot Glass Diaries, of course, is the monthly segment that I do here on the show where I take one of the many shot glasses that I've collected in my life to commemorate one of the many trips that I've taken and tell the story of that trip. I usually include recommendations for places to eat or activities in which to enjoy in these cities. It's not just a fun and usually entertaining trip down memory lane, but I also want it to benefit you, the listener, beyond the story in and of itself, in case you'd ever decide to go to any of these places. As well as I invite you to let me know if you've already been to some of these places, because I want you to share your experience with me as well. Because, hey, if and when I do go back, I don't want to have the same experience twice. So if you've been to the Jersey Shore or anywhere that I've visited on Shot Glass Diaries and you want to share your story with me, get in touch with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Ian Strong Words, or you can email me at strongwordspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So on today's volume of Shot Glass Diaries, like I just said, I'm going to talk about the first time I ever traveled down to Seaside Heights, New Jersey, better known as the Jersey Shore, with my late wife Amy as part of their family annual vacation. And because it's me, and this is my show, I'm going to let you in a little spoiler before you even think it out loud. Yes, I do have a run-in with some of the cast members of Jersey Shore. But I'll also tell you about some places to eat, some tales from back in my drinking days that I hope will make you simultaneously laugh and roll your eyes at me, and so much more. And I'll do that right after I thank my friends over at Rolling Acre Farms for presenting the entirety of today's volume of Shot Glass Diaries commercial free. Rolling Acre has been sharing with me some really great benefits of using their products lately that I believe can help you like it's helped me with getting more quality sleep at night. Even if you're a medicinal or recreational marijuana user, you can still get the same physical benefits of using Rolling Acre to treat your anxiety, glaucoma, IBS, gluten allergy, improving your sleep patterns and appetite, and more by incorporating it into your regimen in times that you just may not feel like getting high. Or you can use Rolling Acre to balance your high in times that you may have smoked a little too much. Or if you have pets that deal with anxiety, restlessness, or seizures, Rolling Acre makes two different flavors that they'll love as well. But that's not all. Rolling Acre has a way to treat your acute muscle tension and your joint issues by incorporating their new CBD salve into your massage or physical therapy regimen. So if you're ready to live brighter and try this for yourself, I'm giving you access to $10 off your next order simply by using the promo code STRONGWORDS on your next purchase at rolling-acre.com. Just go to rolling-acre.com or hit up at Rolling Acre on social media. Shop their selection of 1,000 milligram full-spectrum tinctures, pet products, and salves. Put in the promo code STRONGWORDS at checkout and get $10 off your order right now. Now let's pack up the car and drive to Jersey Shore in today's volume of... Shut! Glass! Diaries! All right, let's get it in, GTL, and head to the boardwalk before t-shirt time, because today's volume of Shot Glass Diaries is going to be taking us to the Jersey Shore, which technically is Seaside Heights, New Jersey. I've actually been to the Jersey Shore a few times, because my late wife Amy's family does their annual family reunion at the shore every year, usually the last week in July, and when I say Amy's family, 
I mean the whole family. Cousins, uncles, aunts, and so on, because during the course of this week vacation, there could be as many as 30 to 40 Nolans hitting the beach in South Jersey. Now, usually because of my work schedule, Amy and I would only take part in the vacation for the opening weekend down there. We'd make like a long weekend out of it, like a three-day weekend. But for the rest of the family, the annual tradition would last the whole week. And I'm mainly going to be focusing on the first time that I went to Seaside Heights in this shot glass diary because, in my opinion, it's the most entertaining. Probably because this trip took place before I quit drinking. (laughs) Now, when I said normally I take a long weekend, it's because one of the occasional benefits that I have from my day job is that I have a little bit more control over the hours that I work sometimes. So, like, for example... If I work four 10-hour days, I work myself into a win-win situation, no pun intended, where I can either have Friday off or my entire shift on Friday will be paid overtime. So as much as I like to complain about my job, and trust me, I do it a lot, (laughs) this is one of the facets of the job that I don't take for granted and has definitely contributed as to why I've been there for over 13 years at this point. So, Seaside Heights, New Jersey is approximately a three and a half to four hour drive from where I live in central Pennsylvania, but for most of Amy's extended family that goes there, it's about half of that because most of them live in the Philadelphia area. That's mainly why this annual reunion slash vacation takes place at the Jersey Shore is because some of Amy's family actually owns some really, really nice property down there. So Amy and I started dating in the fall of 2009, so I didn't actually experience this place for myself until the summer of 2010. And at this time, Jersey Shore was a massive hit TV show for MTV, getting somewhere like around five plus million viewers per episode and becoming a pop culture sensation. I personally never really watched the show. I don't really see the appeal of putting garbage people into predetermined scenarios while being filmed for what's supposed to be presented as reality TV. I'm using air quotes. And I can say that about virtually most reality shows of this nature. I never really got into the real world or the bachelor, bachelorette, real housewives, and especially Jersey Shore. Like I had like a disdain for how popular it was becoming. Now, having said that, I can see their appeal to a general audience. Most of the reality television that I choose to indulge in usually requires some type of competition or talent or skill. And by that, I don't mean singing shows or talent shows. I'm talking like cooking shows, home renovation shows, shows with a little bit more depth in it than just taking a bunch of train wrecks, putting them in a house, and then watch them be train wrecks. But I digress. At this point in my relationship with Amy, I had met a lot of members of her extended family that were going to be on this vacation because they also get together for a massive Christmas celebration as well. But because of the nature of that day, I didn't really get to know or spend a lot of time with a good bit of her family, with the exception of a couple of cousins of hers with whom I really hit it off really well that are a little bit closer to my age. You know, guys like Norm Benford and Brian Nolan and Dave Ivins were were all guys that I shared common interests with. And actually to this day, coming up on five years since Amy's passing, 
are some of the members of her extended family with whom I've kept in really good touch. So because Amy and I were only planning on staying in Seaside from Friday to Sunday, we got ourselves our own hotel room pretty close to the beach and boardwalk as opposed to staying with her parents. We figured there's nothing wrong with a little, you know, additional privacy when on vacation. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> but as a piece of advice, I assume things are similarly as crazy now as they were then. But if you're going to be vacationing at the Jersey Shore, it would be in your best interest to book your stay as early as possible because of availability of places and the price. Now, on this particular trip, we lucked out because we were able to book a room literally within moments of their having a last-minute cancellation. So once we got in and settled, it was around dinner time, and Amy had been hyping up this pizza place at the end of the boardwalk for weeks before we drove down there. Not so much because of the taste of the pie, which, don't get me wrong, is delicious, but because of the massive size of their slices. And when I say massive... I mean, one slice is enough to satisfy even this big guy right here. The place I'm talking about, if you ever trek down to the shore, is called the Sawmill, and again, is right at the end of the boardwalk, which is also nice because you can enjoy a slice and a beer and also a gorgeous view. Now, while I've heard that the Sawmill has some really great food other than pizza, I've never had anything but pizza at this place, so I highly recommend it. The Sawmill, get yourself a slice. After we left the sawmill, Amy and I just went for a nice walk down the boardwalk, and I popped into a souvenir shop on the boardwalk to get buying a shot glass for this trip out of the way. There have been plenty of times, I've mentioned them in some of these shot glass diaries, where I'm rushing at the end of the trip to try to pick up a shot glass to add to my collection because I want the glass itself to be somewhat indicative of the trip. But on this trip... I wasn't so much worried about that and just bought a shot glass right away, and it's, it's actually pretty cute. On one side, it says vacation, fun in the sun, with a picture of a sun with a smiley face, and on the other side, with a fully yellow background, just has all the things that you would see when you have your setup on the beach. You know, chair, umbrella, there's sandals, beach ball, seashells, and a small little sailboat and lighthouse in the background. As always, I'll post a pic or maybe even a gif of it on the social media pages at Ian Strong Words. So as we walked back to our hotel to get ready to meet up with some of Amy's family, we actually walked right past the building where a good bit of them were staying. It was a multi-unit condo called the Sea Breakers. And they saw us walking by, got our attention, a motion for us to come over, and we learned that it was actually Amy's cousin Dave's 21st birthday. And they wanted to know if we were interested in joining them as they went bar hopping on the boardwalk a little later in the evening. And of course, 27-year-old me was already all in. Again, this is back before I quit drinking. So we mingled and said hello to a bunch of the already in vacation mode family before we headed out onto the boardwalk. And I don't remember if it was one of Amy's sisters or one of her female cousins that was just ecstatic about sharing the information that they saw and took a picture of Mike the Situation from Jersey Shore earlier in the day as they were walking the boardwalk. I just kind of rolled my eyes and sarcastically mirrored their excitement. But when we met up with the group to go back out, we started walking the boardwalk toward the first bar where we could stop for a drink. And on the way, we noticed this enormous crowd walking towards us. And it was because two of the guys from Jersey Shore were on the boardwalk and being filmed for the show. 
And at the time, I couldn't have told you who it was, but I'm definitely sure now that one of them was Ronnie and the other one was, I'm pretty sure, Paulie D. It was interesting to see these two guys walking down the boardwalk with this small little buffer zone around them with cops and a camera crew just outside that buffer zone. And then just a horde. Ooh, (laughs) that's actually a good word to use here. A horde of teenage girls screaming and following around as if the freaking Backstreet Boys were in town. The opportunity kind of got the best of me as I just turned around while passing them, and I shouted, You know, the only reason you're rich is because MTV thinks you're legally retarded. <laughs> I, I, I know I'd probably be canceled for saying that now, but I, I think that's just one of those words that my generation is just going to keep using. So Ronnie having actually heard me say this over all the screaming girls, turns around, flips me a double bird, and continues to walk away, which, in my opinion, pretty much just proved my point. So, for any of you Always Sunny in Philadelphia fans out there, the rest of the evening is pretty much a brownout to me. And if you're not familiar with the term, it's basically like blacking out, but you remember details about the evening. I remember getting pissed at Dave, the birthday boy, because we were engaged in this high-fiving contest going up and down the boardwalk, and this some bitch would stifle me by blocking my ability to receive a high-five and then use his birthday as a weapon to get more than me. He won, I lost, whatever. I also remember that the more buzzed I got, the more generous I was and pretty much paid every tab for each bar we went into. Not for everyone, but for myself, Amy, Dave, his buddy that was there. There were about six to eight of us in the group. Can you see how the details are starting to get a little fuzzy here? But there was actually a point in the evening where I got separated from the group. I don't know if it was between bars or if I just took off. I did that sometimes. And trying to get back to my people was a journey in and of itself. I remember backtracking through a couple of the bars that we were in but being unsuccessful in locating the group. Then I ended up getting in a dance-off on the boardwalk with a kid, (laughs) which is one of the funniest and most disturbing sentences I've probably ever said, and I lost, even though I maintain to this day that I was a better dancer and he just won because he was a kid. I broke out the worm, I did a little break dancing, I crushed it. Well, at least in my own mind I did. Then I remember talking to this foreign girl whose name, coincidentally, was Amy. And then I basically tasked her with finding my group with me because her name was Amy. And I would say, but not my Amy. So she told me that I should just take out my phone and call them, which is the most logical solution to this problem. So naturally, that made no sense to me. She basically just kind of left me on this bench on the boardwalk while I called somebody who wasn't even in New Jersey, just a buddy of mine. And my buddy just repeated this same logical advice to call Amy, to which I replied, you don't understand. I can't. That doesn't even make any sense. I don't even know where I am. How am I supposed to tell her where to find me if I don't even know where I am? (laughs) But uh, eventually my potential crisis was averted as Amy and Dave actually approached me on this boardwalk bench about five minutes later and assisted me in walking home. It's pretty much stories like this that affirm that I made a really good choice to quit drinking, but that pretty much was the end of the night. I pretty much passed out after that. 
I remember Amy and I sleeping really late into the next morning. The time was probably close to noon by the time we went outside and went to find her family on the beach for basically a beach day. And I don't know if you know this, but it is actually not free to walk onto a beach in Seaside Heights. You have to pay something like 5 to $7 per day, get fitted with a little paper wristband just to walk on the sand. I don't know why it is that way. I don't know of any other public beaches that do this, but that day I was too—I was just too hungover to care. So my go-to beach activities are usually just sit and people watch or go for a walk along the shoreline while listening to tunes or swim in the ocean. And I did a little bit of all three of those things while continuing to ingratiate myself with some of the members of Amy's extended family who were still getting to know me. And for the record, despite the story that I just told of the events that occurred the night before, Dave and most of his crew didn't make it to the beach that day. They just hung out at their place for most of the day. So at this point in my life, I was still wrestling, and I ended up fielding a ton of questions about that from some of the members of our extended family. And I also got as close as I've ever gotten to punching a kid in the face by demonstrating how I pull a punch in professional wrestling so that I don't, you know, hurt my opponent. I was also in my own band at the time, How Strong, long before my Dead Cowboy and Awesomely Strong days. And I spent a good bit of time just talking to one of her cousins, who was also the lead singer of his band. And we were both in cover bands that did similar songs from similar bands like Stone Temple Pilots. So naturally, I gravitate to him at almost every get-together that I've been since. The plan for the evening, after having dinner on the boardwalk with a couple of Amy's cousins, was to meet up with Amy's immediate family for a night of fun, games, and rides with her niece and nephews on the boardwalk. There was a Ferris wheel, bumper cars, carnival-style rides and games, pretty sure that I've never been beaten in whack-a-mole my entire life, and I gave whatever tickets and prizes I won while playing games like skee-ball to the kids, and we actually ended up seeing two of those Jersey Shore idiots again while they were riding the sky ride above us that takes you up and down the boardwalk about 20 or so feet in the air, and we actually got on the sky ride a little bit later, and I gotta say, it's it's pretty, pretty amazing views, particularly during sunset while you're going up and down the boardwalk and the beach. But I didn't hassle them this time. I got my dig in already and pretty much had an uneventful night other than that. Though I do still have it in my house the giant plush chef doll from South Park that I won while throwing darts. The last day there was pretty much just another relaxing day on the beach. But a good bit of the members of her extended family didn't stay at the beach all day because they needed to prepare dinner for that evening. Usually during the first Sunday of this reunion slash vacation, the family has this huge seafood boil with everybody in the family who's in town for the week. It's pretty much the only meal that the entire family eats together during the week. And then prior to eating, everyone convenes at the Sea Breakers to pose for some family photos. There's some taken of the individual immediate families and then one of the entire family there. Like I said, like 30, 40 people. The family then uses that photo as the cover page for the annual calendar that they put together and give out during the Christmas get-together and features a ton of other photos that they pretty much ripped from everybody else's social media pages throughout the year. The food itself 
was amazing. It's the first time I ever eaten like a seafood boil like that, you know, with the shrimp and the crab and the corn and all that stuff. And there was a ton of it to accommodate for everybody that was there. And that, unfortunately, was pretty much it for me and Amy on this first trip to the Jersey Shore. After taking pictures and after we ate, we made our rounds and said goodbye to everybody who was planning on staying there for the rest of the week and then made the four-ish or so hour drive home and I put this Seaside Heights, New Jersey shot glass in the cabinet with the rest of my shot glasses to commemorate it. Now, during my tenure of my relationship and later marriage to Amy, we went back to Seaside a handful of times, but I don't think any of those trips were nearly as eventful or entertaining as this one, and I'm glad that I got to be a part of it. I hope you enjoyed today's volume of Shot Glass Diaries. And as always, if you'd like to see a picture of the shot glass itself or pictures that I took on this trip, you can find them on my social media pages. Again, that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ian Strongwords. Hit me up there or email me at strongwordspodcast at gmail.com to tell me your tales from the Jersey Shore. And while you're at it, don't forget to like, follow, or subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Please leave me a rating if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking to do something to support the show, simply sharing my social media posts so that as many people as possible can see it and discover the show for themselves is the best way to spread the strong words. So that'll do it for today's episode of Strong Words with Ian Strong. But come back next week as I'll have my boys Johnny Suicide and Veritas from the band Suicide Puppets back on the show to talk about their recent tour with Soulfly, their upcoming attempt to three-peat as the CPMA award winner for best metal band in central Pennsylvania, what's next for their band and their puppet cast, and so much more. But in the meantime, as I say every episode, stay safe out there. Spend a little time every day doing something that you love. And if you got something to say, keep your words strong. How strong? Ian Strong. Strong words!